electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Some pronounced weakness in futures this morning with a focus on tech names and crypto. Bitcoin down 24% this morning and Ethereum down 38% as the Chinese crack down on cryptocurrencies. Target and lows with blowouts as well. Our roadmap begins with a sell-off, though. Stocks on track for a third negative day as investors wait the Fed minutes this afternoon. Plus, China, as Carl just said, issues a crypto warning. And Bitcoin, well, it is tanking. It's below 37,000. That is its lowest level since February 3rd. Chop to the drop. Target sales jump 23% as exclusive brands and curbside pickup draws shoppers back to the store. Lowe's, by the way, also delivering an earnings beat. We'll keep an eye on both those stocks. Carl. Uh, guys, a lot to get to. Jim, hold, heard you talking to Andrew a moment ago about not just uh, crypto this morning, but also Tesla and Coinbase and commodities. And we talked last week about the idea that some of these commodities, especially lumber, were going to correct. Looks like this will be the eighth day down. Yeah, look, it's happening. I mean, the transitory uh, period of inflation that Jay Powell talked about, it, well, it's proving transitory. The only part that is not is freight. And that's because there's a shortage of humans. And that's a demographic issue. Uh, cut down in, in immigration, the a number of people who are having kids in the country. I know that's far arranged, but that's where the shortage is. And I don't think Jay Powell, David, this is just my own view, but you can disagree. Jay Powell can't create humans. <laughs> well, I mean, he I, he could have created a few of his own, I guess. Well, yes, that, that's children, not right. But that's yeah. not the we're not going there No, But no, I'm just saying that that's. The, the last bastion of inflation is yeah. getting goods from here to there. Right. And that is really causing the supply chain. Bar. Becky asked a great question to uh, to Brian Cornell about the ships coming in yeah. with all the goods and how late. And Brian said, look, I, he doesn't I, have a problem. He's got scale. I, I mean, you're talking about this, but I'm looking at this. I mean, 34 percent. On I'm looking at the the the. Significant fall in the cryptocurrency. It was, Bitcoin Elon Musk, is now Elon down Musk declared its top. Ether is down 40%. No, it's the Chinese. Sat- it's Saturday Night Ch- Live. It's the Chinese, Jim. Oh, well, it's the Chinese. The Ch- Musk and we China. The- they've tightened the restrictions that ban financial institutions no, I, and I, payment I, companies from providing services related to cryptocurrency. We've got to tell people here. Uh, it's a, a fresh crackdown. They want to create their own. Right. Digital currency, we believe. By the way, it will only help their surveillance of everything that goes on in Chinese society because they'll know. Exactly who's spending what at any moment, one would expect. Well, like not always, to mention they have this idea of perhaps trying to replace the dollar sometime with their own Chinese sure. digital currency. And they've had currency controls. Carl, I mean, look, I, I think we can relate, uh, obviously, what's going on with Bitcoin uh, with the sell-off in equities. But I think of course we can, right? I mean, that's well, why But it's there's so two kinds of equities. But these, this is related. No, but I had Greg Hayes on last night. So many of these youngsters, Jim, are trading are trading well, they'll get burned out then. They'll take their they're stimmy. They're trading crypto and they're trading well, stocks. They're and it's for them, it's the same thing. Yes. 
But what does that have to do with the price earnings ratio of Bristol Mars, which is held in very well? Why? Because it's a real company, even though it missed the quarter. Look at that. It's 65. It's the rock of Gibraltar. Raytheon. David Greg Hayes comes on Mad Money and tells us a bountiful story. You think that stock's going to get hurt? Do you think do you think that take two after being the the 496 best performer this year it didn't report a great number and can bounce? Carl, I am trying to separate the Woodstock, Elon Musk, PRC control stocks from the rest of the market because we're going to lose, and David remembers this, we're going to lose the essence of what happened in April of 2000 when there was a radical shift away from things that turned out to have very little worth and in favor of Coca-Cola. David, Carl, it may be the moment at hand. And if the if lumber rolls over every day, and I know it's still too high, and we blasted housing yesterday because of the housing numbers, what does Jay Powell have to do other than sit back and laugh? Yeah, uh, it's a great point, Jim. Uh, lumber has gone from almost 1,700 uh, to below 1,100. It was limit down again yesterday. You know, this, uh, um, I mean, I, I see how you're trying to separate uh, the market activity into various silos, but there is an ongoing discussion about high prices uh, slowing down the recovery. Uh, purchase apps on mortgages, Jim, up two five year on year, as it's no longer just a supply issue, but a price issue as well. Well, I think people want to wait. I think people have been scared a little bit and they want to wait. Uh, I know that when you buy a house and they have dummy appliances in it, waiting for real appliances, that's kind of a turnoff. Uh, I do think that there's a, a general sense that things can come down if you're just a little bit patient. And that's OK. The consumer, David, is not brain dead. Consumers say, well, let's wait a little. Sure. The hurry may be over because the pandemic may be winding down. Yes. So a lot of the behavior that we thought, like chasing a home, Mm -hmm. may be ill-fated at this point. It may be tempered a bit. Right. I mean, isn't that why Lowe's and Lowe's had a great number. Go back and forth with Marvin Ellison. It's a great number. Right. Home Depot is a great number. But people decide that trade is over because the month of May was weaker than the month. By the way, on that point, I mean, yesterday at this time, we were talking about Walmart. Very strong number. We were talking about Macy's. Very strong number. We were talking about those are not housing places. Target and Home Depot and no, Walmart are not housing over, place. No, but they rolled over, is my point. Walmart did not roll over. Walmart, Walmart finished near its high. Walmart finished near its high. Thank you for, for right. actually clarifying that. Macy's did, and I think it was Macy's not. Macy's was up a dollar the day before. Right, okay. But that had some home. And ATT was hit. Yeah, we're going to talk a bit more about that. Oh, we have but, something? Okay. <laughs> you can continue on your Jeremiah. Jer- but look at Jeremy Target. Ad. Okay, now Target was up seven. Now it's up three. But Brian Cornell, if anyone listened to that interview, would feel like, why should I sell that? Now, the some of these stocks like Costco down a percent. I mean, give me a break. Costco's up 40 straight points. Home Depot is up very aggressively ahead of this. But, David, people know. heard one comment on that whole Home Depot call, which was the month of May wasn't as strong. But you know what? I have to tell you, Brian Cornell said the month of May was good. Now, he didn't say it point blank. He talked about Mother's Day and things, but he he didn't dance yeah. around it. Carl, Brian Cornell is doing he has a great situation going and a lot of it is self-help. It's things he's done, Carl. He's done a magnificent job. Yep. Yeah. The difference with Target, guys, was in-store traffic. In-store comps yes. up 18, uh, which is a multiple of what Walmart was able to do. People really are coming into the store. And to Jim's point, uh, Cornell talked about really not having that many concerns about either the labor shortage or the supply chain weakness. Take a listen to what he told Becky. We're the second largest net importer in the United States. And if you look at our performance in the first quarter and look at some of the financial metrics, 
we added $2 billion of additional inventory to our system. So we're watching it carefully, but we're maneuvering through some of the challenges. And I feel really good about our inventory positions and the improvement we're seeing in in-stocks. And that's going to certainly benefit us for months and months to come. Not just traffic, Jim. Uh, basket up five. Uh, they see full year margins above seven. They were printing uh, six handles in 2019. That's pretty amazing. Uh, the, the brilliance of bringing in CVS, which, of course, had unbelievable vaccine numbers that worked for CVS itself. If you look at that stock, that was incredible. The other thing that Brian does doesn't talk about it because he's got he's a very humble person is he built stores where, in areas that other chains thought were dormant or moribund. And those are stores in areas where there are people of color. Underserved areas. And, yes. And they, they do very well. And that's because he looked at two income families that work incredibly hard and pronounced them to be the essence of America. And I've got to tell you, if people thought like him, we had a stronger country. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you can see, the three-year performance has been quite strong. For Closely correlated with target. identifying markets that have been written off by other people. Without a doubt. And also, of course, the pivot to digital, which has been so important for so shipped. many of these companies. Do you shipped? I, I don't. I had rice cakes brought to me same day. I like to have food that doesn't taste good in order to be able to stay thinner. You could just eat a styrofoam, you know, the packaging that comes in your Amazon No, because then you have to put ketchup on it. And ketchup is very fattening. Ketchup is fattening with styrofoam. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, guys, I, I, we got to come back to, to, to crypto. I mean, I know I'll talk about it all day if you want to. I want you to talk a little bit more about it, because I think when you look at the listen, we all know, of course, how much these have gone up. And but there is great volatility. But today is a significant potential day here. And when you watch Bitcoin down, you think it's a reversal of that like four day period. I just wonder how much of that is going to creep already is obviously creeping into the broader market. Doesn't that make the rest of the market good? I don't know, Jim. Maybe it does. Maybe it's a brief sell off related to that. I don't know how many of the same cohort that we've talked so often about don't really see a difference between trading crypto and trading uh, stocks. But, I know there are young, but there are a young group of people, many of them. Um, yeah, they are all by slivers. But don't you find it interesting that there's really only one guy who represents? Well, there's two people who represent uh, on, on media. There's a fellow by the name of Pomp. Pomp. I like Pomp. He put me in a uh, Bitcoin okay. at twelve. And then there's and then there's Novogratz. Oh, Novogratz, right? Well, that's it. Right. Well, but Elon Musk is obviously the. Well, does he come on air and talk about it? No, he goes on Twitter. He goes on Saturday Things that may be ill-advised to use one of your favorite phrases. I think so. Carl, I'm just Um, saying. Tesla, by the way, is kind of wrapped up. Like, where's Mike Wilson on? You know, he comes on all the time. Yeah, where's a reader? Why would they want to talk about this? Well, that's what I mean. These are completely legitimate people who don't come on and say, look, I think I'm taking Ethereum, the price earnings ratio of Ethereum. Chinese have decided they think it's very important, but now, you know, all their financial industry associations are not allowing banks and online payment firms to offer clients any services involved. Do you think anyone's going to buck the PRC there and kind of sneak it in? I don't. Do you you know know that a lot of white collar executions in the PRC? A 44% fall in something like that is pretty... Yeah, that even got a wow out of, out of Jim, Carl. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Carl, doesn't that look <laughs> like uh, um, guys, some of the stocks from the two, from year 2000? Yes, it What was does. the next trillion dollars? It looks like Infospace. looks like CMGI. Let's get Infospace yeah. on. Whatever happened We're, to Dave Weatherall? Weatherall, whatever. Probably made a billion. Who the hell cares? He did. He made a billion. When, yeah, who knows? It was Stevenson. Yeah. 
Uh, meanwhile, guys, uh, technicians are trying to look at the uh, the momentum picture. Jim, J.P. Morgan's out this morning. They say uh, the flow picture on Bitcoin uh, continues to deteriorate, points to continued retrenchment by institutions. Uh, too early to characterize as oversold for that momentum signals would require a decline down to 26K. That would get some people's attention. Look, I mean, I want Dave Costin, I want Costin to come on and say, we think that GSAM says this is the level. I'd like the Fidelity to come on and say, you know what, Jury and Timmer, yeah, we like it here. It's worth a lot. There no, there is was, no level. Well, that's my point, David. I know. I just wanted there, to make it clear. The, what kind of yield does it have? I sold my Ethereum and again, I sold my is, Bitcoin. And what did I do? What is gold? I for purchased gold a farm. A, does gold have a yield for you? Is gold readily? Gold's insurance. I have to pay life you insurance. You use that too. to pay for something? Gold's insurance. No. I have a policy. A whole term level term. You that's, ever buy that stuff? That 30 year term level term? Where you're going to become a farmer and raise those crops. That's going to be a great way to create I'm yield out of what was your I'm looking at hay and I think that feed corn. And next thing you know, I'll have cows. But cows belch methane. So I have to re- I may have to bring Ethan, e- Ethan Brown on from. Uh, from like your, you know who's doing well, Carl? I don't like your carbon do footprint. Not, oh, do like not overlook Beyond Meat here. I know the stock's How did you get from Bitcoin to Beyond Meat? Uh, because I'm, I, I want to get feed corn for cows, but I'm worried about them belching methane. So I'd rather have plant based food. Got it. Wait, which goes back to the fact that you had Ethereum, which you then actually sold and bought a farm. I cashed in a damn Ethereum. What do you like, sit there and just take a beating? I don't like taking a beating. I don't like to be sunny listed. I'm no sunny listed. Bought a farm. He can be on his tractor and his rowboat. I have a great tractor. I have a backhoe too, chief. Mornings on the tractor and then relaxing in the pond on the rowboat. I can't find a rowboat. I know you. There's no rowboats in the country. We're aware. Well, I'm just saying that there are people who did cash out and they should be on TV. Not just the people continue to tell you to buy it. As much as I like them because they're cool. I wish I were as cool as they were. They're cool. They dress well. Love that joke. Pomp is much cooler than Pomp. Pomp. What is that, like, sure? Guys, we will, we will keep our eyes on Bitcoin. Uh, not too far away from a two-handle here as it approaches $30,000. We're going to watch that along with futures that are weak. And when we come back, we'll talk to Jim and David about AT&T. Is Jim going to add AT&T to the wall of shame in a minute? Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com.
Jim's been ramping up his criticism of AT&T on Twitter this morning by writing, quote, debating putting the AT&T people on the wall is shame. They've earned it. You really have to work at it <laughs> to get on the wall. Jim, it kind of sounds like you've already made up your mind. No, I'm a kind man. I'm a forgiving man. Not only Dennis Hopper, Dan Apocalypse. Now, I do feel I am putting these out because I want to see if other people feel as aggrieved. I went out to dinner last night, which I love, by the way, maskless. And people came up to me. All sorts of people come up to me and congratulated me for speaking truth to power. That actually one person used truth to power. I always okay. felt like, what is this? Like, you know, I know some sort of revolution that I'm starting. No. But, David, I look at you and I say, I'm, I am asking for uh, your advice. Maybe okay. at a certain point I am too tough. Well, I think that, that keep you, me listen, from I pausing. think that you feel, and I understand it, you feel that you were misled in part about the dividend, which right. I know has made you very angry. Well, remember, I, so. I had to resize. After my surgery, I was debating resizing this Brioni. I would never think of resizing a dividend. I think of okay. cutting a dividend. Let me just give at least what, what, what you know, I like the, to do. Lucifer's advocate no, here? Uh, you're Randall Stevenson uh, over a period of time years ago. Uh, and you see potentially a secular decline in your business, certainly in terms of the growth rate of the wireless right. business. Okay. It's become fairly competitive. You, everybody's got their group of, of you know, you're, you're changing. There aren't I'm that many let you finish. consumers who are, who, are, uh, okay. who are going to go with your competitors. Uh, and you're thinking, how do, I, how do I grab a hold of some growth? And you think, well, I don't know. Maybe I need to move into video more aggressively. Uh, so you buy DirecTV. And then you continue to have that concern. I'm just saying here. Now, we all questioned the direct deal immediately. And many of us on air, I remember I was. And because it seemed all it was about was the securing cash flows to secure the dividend. Right. Uh, Then you do the Warner deal. uh, Uh And it's the same thing. Well, vertical integration is going to lead to potentially better growth. It's also going to lead to even less churn amongst our wireless base. There's going to be some confluence of positive things that occur. Um, and you pay $107 billion, including debt for Warner. And, of course, you sit there for two years waiting to close the deal because the DOJ unexpectedly comes after you. Right. 2016, so right. 2018. Now you're John Stanky. You're less than a year into your deal, into your tenure as CEO. You, uh, you see direct. It's a wasting asset. And you say, you know what? Let's get somebody else to manage it. We'll still maybe right. one day it can merge with Dish and create some value. But we're not going to do that deal. Right. We don't want to deal with Charlie Ergen. We'll let somebody else do it. But at least for our shareholders, they'll have an ability to participate should things actually come back. OK. A bit. And then you move on and you also say, you know what? As much as I love Warner and HBO, there's so much cheap capital out there. There's so much technological evolution in my core business of wireless right now and 5G and what's going to happen. I need capital. I don't have enough. I just spent 30 billion on that auction. Uh, for, what am I going to do? I can't fund a direct-to-consumer business the way I need to without taking from the other business and losing potentially my competitive position. And so you do what you have to do by doing this, giving your shareholders an opportunity to participate in the potential success of this business outside of your orbit. And obviously, you give yourself a new capital structure, but you got to cut the dividend. Okay. I agree with all of that. What I don't agree with is telling people you don't need to cut the dividend. The synergy is terrific. Things are going great. We just had our first quarter on wireless. you got to stick with this HBO. Ma- I mean, he did, he, Stanky did everything but tell us he really likes the, he likes the mayor of Easttown. I mean, honestly, that's why I say you come back to that time old ritual you just been had. Had he not come on air, had he just, not had said, he just said, you know what, we still have to pay a lot. Uh, for for spectrum uh, for towers, but no. Instead, you court the wall of shame. 
because what you do is say, listen, we are going to have, as he said, we, how are we going to get that yield to be smaller? There are two ways to get a yield to be smaller. One is to have the stock go up, and the second is to right-size the dividend by putting in a release, 40 to 43% cash flow, of which you had to break out the HP12C to really figure it out. So, I mean, it was brilliant. It was a brilliant move because it fooled everyone. For a brief time, and not you. No, you but that's because I'm... Early, as we were, yeah. and we tried to explain it to people. But, um, and car- listen, there's no doubt that they lost a lot of money overall. We can see what happens, but on the Time Warner, okay, so what you're billion me, in, and I don't know how much they So the have. old-timers committee is not going to put them on the wall of shame. We might put it to the current people. All right. So we'll see. Carl, I don't know now. I'm not sure if he's doing wall of shame or not. Dave, you, you made a very compelling case he, that he didn't know what he was doing as opposed to just really trying to hurt people. Right? Right, Carl? It does sound, Jim, like you're... It sounds like you're asking people to tell you why you shouldn't do it. Um, I, that is but correct. You certainly raised a. Yeah. Well, let's uh, say Stevenson comes on. The I company Stevenson. was saying. Right. Let's say he comes on yeah, and he says he couple- wants to give back what the fifty million that he took because he feels badly. What about that? Hey, Stump gave back some money. Oh, he was asked to. Well, Carl. Speaking of which, guys, we have an interesting call on um, on Wells Fargo today as some of the wind comes out of financial sales and the futures opening bell in about nine minutes. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Month to date, the Dow is up um, about 185 points. We're clearly going to lose that at the open as we keep our eyes uh, pinned onto Bitcoin today. Losses now approaching 28%. Uh, just above, uh, just below 32K. Opening bell in a few moments. Don't go anywhere. All right, let's get to a mad dash, and we'll count you down to an opening bell about two and a half minutes away. What do you want to focus okay, on? Okay, Morgan Stanley had a really great call. I mean, one of the few in terms of Salesforce. They had a hold on Salesforce. They decided it was too expensive. And now the stocks come down pretty severely, and they go to a buy. David, this is what I call excellent Wall Street research. They basically said, look, this one was too high. Now it's come down, believe it or not, to be the cheapest on earnings, not just sales, uh, for the uh, cloud group. And they talk about how uh, Mark Benioff is a tremendous acquirer of properties. Uh, and, and he did Tableau. He did MuleSoft. He did Demandware. He did Exact Target. And now he says one of the untold stories is that Slack business has actually accelerated. But we forget, right, the stock suffered since the Slack right. announcement. And I thought it was interesting to know that Slack has gotten better during this period. So Mark, uh, who's in Hawaii, by the way, aloha to aloha the uh, Ohana. Yes. Uh, but maybe this one is going to prove to be like the other acquisitions. And I think Salesforce, which my charitable trust has owned forever, may have found, may be the paradigm of what you're looking for, which is the cloud stock that went all the way up and has come all the way down, but is valued on earnings, not sales. And, David, that's a rarity. Many of these companies are still, the, the still Woodstock earned. stocks I are do remember, I mean, uh, that day, and I think it was August, you can see it there, where they reported those blowout numbers. And then, it, and then the stock went up, what was it 25% yes, a day? Yes, yes. 
And look, Mark's company is integral to what people are doing in order to be able to uh, do better. By the way, though, they were instrumental in uh, in ATT, the ATT uh, that close synergy with with internet and with David with Time Warner. It turned out that, remember, uh, one of the things that Stevenson sold us was the idea that they know more about yes. the customers, so therefore the average. They actually did know more about the customers, right. but in the end, David, it was towers. It was the need to be able to have spectrum. Yeah. Yes. The, the needs, the capital intensity of the wireless business trumps, so to speak, what they can right. do. So and or the need direct to consumer is incredibly expensive. But right. back to your point, yeah, they did talk. Remember, direct TV is when they talked about right. that. That the ability to sort of deliver advertising yeah. and things like that, which CRM, you know, I guess, the, the farm that I bought with Ethereum and uh, with Bitcoin. Yeah. Direct TV can't work the satellite, so I can't see the eagles. Oh, no. No. They say I have to chop down a tree. Well, chop down a tree. Carl. Guys, let's get the opening bell at the big board today celebrating a direct listing. It is website hosting company Squarespace at the NASDAQ uh, Aries Capital doing the honors. Uh, Jim Squarespace on Squawk earlier this morning, uh, 40 million A shares. SQSP is going to be the ticker. What do we think about it? Look, I, I use Wix for my uh, restaurants. Wix is an incredible bargain. It's really fantastic. Andrew Ross Sorkin was talking this morning about how he likes this company. Uh, this is the kind of, I would say this is kind of precisely the company you wouldn't buy right now. It would be terrible. These are the overvalued stocks, but maybe today's different. Maybe this is direct listing that works. Um, but in terms of what people should be buying right here, uh, it's probably the antithesis, David. I say that because the ability to be able to design a website um, is something that you can already do with Wix in a very inexpensive fashion. So do we really need these guys right now? No. And no more than we definitely need Oatly, which is coming our way. These are things that the bankers are just saying, let's jam them down the throat. Let's get this deal done. The quarter's starting to be not so great. And then that's only the direct listing. Of course, they don't make. Speaking of direct listing, Coinbase was a direct listing, wasn't it? It was, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, How's that doing? Not well. Not well. Uh, Coinbase, as you might expect, given what's going on in crypto. What's with doing that well, significant I mean. decline, not much on our uh, real-time exchange, which I'm just actually that this is right like, here. This day feels like more of a washout day, a crescendo yeah. day. Everyone's really panicked. David, this, the youth buying crypto right now, yeah. they are petrified. Maybe they're getting a life lesson. Yes, they are. Carl, uh, there's, there's a, there is a large cohort out there that trades these uh, cryptos Those the coins. same way you would trade stocks, and they trade them, in, and, um, well, they're looking at their accounts this morning, I guess, Carl, and perhaps they're getting a bit worried. But who yeah. knows? Maybe maybe they've been at it for a while and they still made plenty. Well, of they, people trade sneakers and have done quite yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, Coinbase, of course, I think the reference price was around 250 uh, yeah. clearly below that today at 210 uh, There are lots of reports, work. guys, about difficulties uh, at the company trying to keep up with uh, demand, uh, some screenshots being shared of um, people unable to access the site. And, Jim, that comes on top of the convertible, which is $1.2 billion. We would have talked about that on a normal day. Yeah, I mean, I, I was hoping that these guys would actually handle themselves a little better. Uh, it doesn't look like it. I, I know I await the Robinhood trade. That could really be, you know, if Robinhood comes public. Uh, Carl, we're going to be wishing it was Robinhood men in tights, not Robinhood Vlad Tanev. 
All right. So you've got the S&P down 1.3 percent. A lot of it is related to this uh, this significant fall in crypto. So, so what are you taking opportunity now to look, buy? Jim? Look for things to buy. OK, so Walmart just reported a really terrific number. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm universally and we've got seven upgrades of price targets. So you look at a Walmart. I mean, I've got to tell you, when you go back and forth with Walmart, what you discovered is this has nothing to do with the opening trade. You know, re, I mean, the opening versus closing trade where some people feel like, wow, that's just wedded to housing. David, when you go to Walmart, they actually have product. A lot of places are out of product. Walmart's well stocked. Uh, Walmart stores are clean. Walmart store uh, stocks. Are, Walmart stores are better than they've been in a long time, and they do not have this housing component. So, David, I think that they're good now. Carl, uh, David's never been to it. Wouldn't know the difference between a, a Walmart and a Kmart. But I do. Kmart, by the way, is owned by Eddie. I'm aware. Uh, Eddie was like also like sure. Right. Yes, Eddie, Eddie Lampert, right. of course. But, yeah. uh, but, Carl, you can go back to these stocks, take a hard look at them. You can go back to healthcare. They have nothing to do with these kinds of trades. But you, you really got to steer clear of what I regard as the Woodstock trade. Because those were stocks. She was buying, right. you know, she's buying these things all the way down. That's a tremendous, this is Kathy, what we're talking about. Tremendous lack of discipline, tremendous uh, amount of conviction. And I think what you have to do is you have to fall back on stories that are really good, that have moved up a lot, that could benefit, say, there's a say there's a catalyst like the bank stocks. They have the C car review. I mean, that's kind of interesting to me. I was going to ask you about. Yeah, I I was going to ask you about financials, Jim, uh, because um, UBS does cut wells to neutral today. They go to 47, no longer trading uh, at a discount to peers. It's up. It's more than doubled since October. And earlier in the week, we did see uh, firms like Value Act start to trim uh, their Morgan Stanley and their city. Uh, are they too early on that front? Well, I, I think that these are a, uh, a good place to be because they can raise their dividend. They can buy back stock. There's an actual catalyst. You can let them come in. Could Bank of America go to 39? Sure. Could City, which is well uh, below tangible book value, David, go to 70? Uh, yes. And Wells is Charlie Sharp. He's not said a thing about how he's doing. But the fact is, is that that could be a bank that would be afforded a great latitude to be able to return capital when CCAR, when we get the grade. So at right. least you got you have something to hang your hat on. But I want to go back to the stocks that just well, we just had earnings. Yeah. And, and so we have a lot to look at and we can decide, you know what, the J&J number was pretty good. And when you buy some J&J, very positive note today about AbbVie off of their new migraine drug, the CRGP Umbrella, which as chief spokesperson for the American Migraine Foundation, I can tell you, I took this morning and it's damn, you know, it's darn good. Uh, and Wait, what's with the arm? Oh, I'll stop. I got, I got, I got tendonitis in my too. elbow. I got something for that too. It hurts. Doesn't I got something in my bag of tricks. Not that. helping it. Target is up three percent. Well, that's um, not a, that's not a home trade. That's an actual. No, is that trade, something else you want to still buy off of what you obviously term very strong earnings? Yes. Okay. Yes, Brian Cornell. Uh, has done things that are just remarkable. Let's give a guy. Carl, some some of the CEOs are doing better than we realize in terms of just being able to recognize what the people really want. And one of the things that Target's done, we don't talk about enough, is their private label, I find, like Costco, is often superior to the branded. And Carl, I, but private label, they make a fortune. They're Cat and Jack. Yeah. I love their private label. David, their private label is better than Kohl's' uh, private label. Mm. Pr- pr- Private label at Target, Jim, was up 36, 36 private label uh, increase at, at TGT. That's um, that's remarkable. We haven't really touched on lows, but comps up 24 is, is better than expected. But for the first time since the pandemic, Jim, uh, they comped lower than Home Depot. 
Yeah, and I thought that they would actually comp higher, but I think Marvin Nelson's doing a terrific job, and I think that that stock at a certain point will settle. I didn't think Home Depot was really as bad. I know that the month of May they did that 30 percent, uh, and that was disappointing because May obviously is, is gardening month. But I'm not giving up on Lowe's and Home Depot. You've got to let them come in, obviously, because they didn't say what you wanted. Uh, I don't know, uh, David, when you go into Target, Target's very funny. You know, uh, my daughter bought a shirt that said funny she, as in haha. Yes. OK. Like she got, got, got a shirt that said I graduated from kale mm. instead of. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's like when I spoke to Martha Stewart and she said I didn't go to Yale. I went to jail. <laughs> J.A.L.E. All right. Um, I want to get back to uh, certainly one of the key topics we've been following this week, which is... Oh, no, um, you're not going back to I'm AT&T, going back to AT&T. I'm going back to Discovery. Oh, you're Discovery, going back to that well? And I'm going back, actually, to that something David we haven't ca- discussed. David, the yield has grown so I, dramatically. I, I get you. I'm actually changing the subject a bit. Because How? The question becomes when you're going to have potentially three key platforms, uh, namely Disney, of course, Netflix, which we'll get to in a moment. You're going to Disney? Uh, and, no, Disney Plus, no, Netflix. No, Disney yes, stock has been and. Great. And then uh, the new combination that a little more than a year from now perhaps will actually be uh, in existence of Warner Media and um, and Discovery. You've got three enormous potential platforms, right? But right. what about um, some of the other streamers out there? You know, we always put Apple TV up, Jim. For example, right. Apple's been in this business now since November of nineteen. They've had a couple of fun shows. I love Ted Lasso. A lot of people did. Other people enjoyed the morning show, but they've got nothing. Let's but not, they're, they're, David, what they're, are they is the question and what will they be? Because at some point, if you are Apple or even Amazon and you really want to compete here and it's important to you and Apple does it, I guess, to support the sale of its devices in some way that is viewed as a positive, despite right. the fact that they often just sell themselves. Um, you either in or not. And, you know, Apple, oh, uh, come all on. reporting. Have you ever heard of a moving target? That I have done through the years. Apple talked to CBS years ago, before they even got back together with Viacom. Apple talked to Jeff Bukas and Time Warner. Uh, you know, Eddie Q would get these meetings, and then they bring Tim Cook, and then he's like, oh, what am I doing here? No interest. Uh, Discovery, Apple talked to. Or at least there was an outreach. And then, again, kind of the same story of Tim Cook comes to dinner and with Malone and Zaslav, and they're like, well, uh, what are we here to talk about? So they've never pulled the trigger. But then, never. David, uh, never, other than ever. And they probably no won't. And Barclay. my question is to you, okay. as somebody who supports Apple, but also this is consuming some capital. It's taken up space. What's the plan? Well, the plan is to develop over time the best product possible. Do you know how There's long no it will take for them? It could take a very long time, despite all the money they have, to develop that kind of library of content. So what do you suggest do, buy MGM? No. What are you saying? I don't know. Do you buy Viacom? Yeah, do you? What do you try to do if you're Apple? Or do you just continue to sort of move along? Or do your shareholders say, why bother? Nothing. Give us the money. Look, David, uh, this morning Barclays says the service revenue stream is decelerating. Well, how about you have an app store, David. Now, of course, obviously there's a lawsuit where they generate all this content. You don't have to do anything. It's like YouTube. You don't have to do anything. Right. You don't have to do anything. So what, what is Apple TV? Well, it's what they Plus. want it to be over time. They're not, they don't feel the pressure that so many of the moguls feel. And I think you're right. They don't but feel I the do, pressure. But I do wonder, given that we are now in the end stage of consolidation in terms of the creation of these direct-to-consumer platforms, and they are going to be what, it, what TV is all about for the future and the present, 
uh, do you run out of your ability Maybe to they use acquisitions to actually artists. create they a robust offering? They could create and the modern-day United Artists. Maybe. And if you're Amazon, you've got to be thinking about the same thing. Now, Amazon does it to support Prime. Right. Uh, it's obviously, it, you know, they, again, both these companies are awash in cash. There's always going to be an antitrust question to some extent. But does Amazon consider, you know, all right, maybe it's time to buy not just MGM, but to Viacom or do something else like that? Uh, by the way, I, I do hear that if Viacom were to be presented with an actual possibility of something leading to a deal, they'll listen. There's not as though their control shareholders not interested in listening. Doesn't mean that anything's going to happen uh, or that anything is happening right now. But it's interesting. And by the way, just look what they're up against. You got Jeffries this morning, guys, on Netflix. Um, $620 price target. They initiate coverage. Oh, that's an interesting say, piece. Despite using popular third-party content to build a subscriber base and achieve economies of scale, Netflix is now in a position to self-fund an original content offering that rivals the entire TV movie industry combined. Content owners are pulling IP left and right. Remember, of course, they are. It's all getting siloed, forcing consumers to choose between countless direct-to-consumer offerings, while Netflix puts $17 billion a year into content. Okay, but the scale advantage there is $200 million. Well, how many subscribers does Apple have? Plus it? 30? Half a billion. Oh, yeah, but they've got no... Who's... But nobody's paying for... David, they they are not a company that is rushed into anything. But maybe you got to rush sometimes. Oh, David, Carl, David wants one of these, like, Sun, where do they go, the mogul? They go to Sun? Sun Valley? Yeah, Sun Valley. Maybe you're right. You very well might be. Yeah. I think it's worth pointing out anyway. I ain't going to play Sun Valley. You know, Carl, we can sit here and debate that they have to go buy one of these companies. You know what they, they're, they're thinking? They're not going to. They're not going no, to. What they, think they pass is, on everything. What they think is service revenue stream is as big as a you know, Fortune 50 company, and we're going to develop it over time. But we are not going to introduce anything that we think is not perfect. And so, therefore, I mean, you can say that Apple stock should go down on this, but Apple stock's not been that great. But It I, doesn't I, move on this. This is nothing. That's my point. But, but it is nothing. And should it be something? Yeah. All right, Carl. Do you know what that is? No, I have no That's idea what French the noise for nothing. Made is. Okay, thank you. Say remember, much. remember when David was critical of Apple's first uh, yes. original programming yes. uh, properties? I, you've been a, a long, a long time skeptic on Apple. I have been. We can, we can, we include them. We include them in this universe. That they got not. I mean, think of Netflix's library, Paramount Plus. I guess they library, should they have been in a bidding war, say to buy Fox. Fox assets? No. Would that have been a good bidding war? No. How about the Time Warner bidding war? Would it have been good to be in that one? No. Right? You're right. Just saying. I'm right? Yeah. Carly just said I'm right. <laughs> Defense rests. <laughs> that, was, that was good. Um, guys, we got 1% declines, basically. Uh, only one or two components of the NDX are green. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, guys. Um, has a little bit of a feel of a flush out. I say that because very heavy volume right at the open, 10 to 1 declining to advancing stocks. That's a very unusual number. Let's take a look at the sectors. And I want to point out something I think very important. I know everybody's focused on tech, but it's not the worst performer. Actually, energy and cyclical sectors, uh, industrials and materials are doing poorly as well. This goes to what I call that peak reopening story that we've been talking about for the past few weeks, that this is as good as it gets. So so 
focus on that for a moment. Uh, let me just show you tech here. And uh, Mega Cap Tech, you know the story here. Mega Cap Tech is down 10, 12, 14, 15 percent. Apple's 15 percent off of its uh, recent high. Microsoft about that. A little bit more for the chip names. NVIDIA is probably 15, 16 percent. Some of the other ones like Xilinx maybe a, a little bit more in the 20 percent range off of their 52-week highs. It's the thematic tech stocks that you want to focus on, of course. The Kathy Woods ARC funds, 35 percent off of its recent highs. Clean energy has been clocked. All of those clean energy ETFs, they're 35 to 40 percent off of their highs. There's Block. That's a Bitcoin uh, a blockchain ETF that's got a lot of those uh, stocks like Galaxy in them. They're off about 30 percent. And finally, uh, cloud computing, another sector off 25 to 30 percent. Let me put up some of those cloud computing stocks because we all like talking about Fastly and JFrog and Snowflake, uh, PagerDuty, and they're great companies, but they don't make money. Uh, and so they're 50% off of their highs because there's a concern now about companies and whether they can make money. Zoom makes money, uh, but even that's been down a little bit here. So 50, 60% off. If you look at the popular tech names, okay, the Kathy Woods names. Uh, yeah, uh, Etsy, PayPal, they make money, but they traded 50 to 60 times forward earnings. That's a lot. Twitter will probably make a small amount of money this year. It's probably trading at 70 times forward numbers. You get the point. Pricing starts to matter when interest rates go up. High multiples really matter a lot when they go up here. As for the inflation worries, as Carl has pointed out, listen to Carl, commodities have topped out. They've topped out several days ago, and so are the commodity uh, stocks topping out here. They've had enormous run-ups. No 50% off with these guys. Uh, Freeport's up 90% this year. Uh, Newcourt, Devon, Apache, they're up 50-60%, still up. So this is what I'm talking about, that peak uh, reopening story here is just starting to come to fore with some of these big names here in the material sector. Pay attention to that. As for the markets, where we are right now, I'm just saying squeezing out froth. Uh, we're 40% off the highs on the thematic tech. Mega cap 7 to 13% off. The reopening still strong but peaking. That's the key story right there. Still strong but peaking. And the Fed, well, you, they've said you, we're more concerned about employment o- over inflation. We'll see if that changed, but that's the primary paradigm the market's working with right now. Take a look at the S&P, 40.56. That was the low a week ago. We're still 15, 20 points above that particular low right now. Based on 2022, Carl, we're at 19.3 multiple on 2022 numbers. We're below 20 for the first time uh, in a while. And yes, the market is now tending to use 2022 uh, estimates. So the market is getting cheaper right now. We are taking some things down, some of the frothiness down. And Carl, I view that as nothing but a good sign for the health of the market. Back to you. Uh, Bob, thanks. Bob Pisani at Post 9 for us today. We will get Fed minutes this afternoon. Let's get to Rick Santelli. Hey, Rick. Hi, Carl. Indeed, those minutes may be important, of course, as it seems like our central bank's the only one that will never seem to mention the T word, the taper word. Uh, You know, what happens after a sugar buzz? We all know what happens after a sugar buzz. You get a little tired, you take a nap, and you crash a bit. Bob calls it peak stocks. I don't know if it's peak stocks or not. But I know that most viewers and listeners, if you peek in your wallet, there's no new stimulus checks. They're pretty much all out. The residual talk is about more infrastructure policy spending, but that's going to come with some strings called tax hikes. Market doesn't seem to like that very much. Look at an intraday of 10s. Yields went down. But what happened? 
the U-turn. Look at a three-day chart. You can see why. We basically held yesterday's lows at 162. 160 is the key most traders are looking at. You could kind of call this area white noise, but the important part is, is that there's very little give back. We continue to be very stubborn on rates, and that may come back to haunt us, of course. And if we look at what's going on in Boone's, this is the key. This is why I'm a little nervous about our rates. Boone yields continue to be more aggressive than U.S. yields. Today, they clicked out a minus 07 print. They haven't closed at zero or higher since May 6 of 2019, as you see on that chart. But here's the issue. If you look at the difference between our yields and Boone yields, in early April, it was around 205, 205 basis points difference, over 2% difference. Right now, that difference is about 175, so about a third of a percent, about 30 basis points have been shaved away. Now, if you look at that on a chart, year to date, the difference between tens and boons and the dollar index, the closer our rates get to Europe's or Europe's gets to ours, the more damage that's doing to the greenback or put more aptly, the more positive it is for the euro currency. And that is a dynamic you need to pay attention to. Carl Jim David, back to you. All right, Rick, thank you very much, uh, Rick Santelli. We'll take a break here. Uh, 1% declines at least for the major averages, S&P 4072. Um, we did get a bounce on Bitcoin right at 30K, right at the nose, and uh, that the uh, current price were down less than 18%. We're back in a minute. As we said a moment ago, uh, we did get a bounce off of 30K on Bitcoin. Take a look at what crypto's doing across various uh, instruments, though. Declines in the 30% range or more. Bitcoin has now erased all of the gains since Tesla disclosed that $1.5 billion buy back on February 8th. We're back in a minute. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. You know, Larry Culp's gotten a lot of heat of late, saying he's made too much money. Well, you know what? I don't like people who make, say, $50 million and destroy an incredible amount of value. I'm not talking about Randall Stevenson there. I'm just using it as kind of a rubric. He's part of it. But Larry, sorry, but Larry Culp has done a great job. And this morning he's rewarded with a Barclays piece where he's talking about aviation data finally improving. That's incredible because it isn't improving for anybody. Balance sheet noise should die down. David, David uh, and I joke around about GE, but I, I think Larry Culp's done a very good job, Carl. And I think that uh, the, he should be rewarded, and the Barclays piece is a good one. That's the place I would go if, if stock got knocked down. I'd do that. I'd also buy Ford, by the way, where the president clearly liked that F-150, which was quiet and went zero to 60 in about four seconds. So there's some interesting $12 stocks there. There's a pair of 12s, Carl. If you want to play Rummy Cube with me, those are two good ones. <laughs> yeah, and we look forward to seeing more of the lightning uh, later on uh, tonight. Jim, how about Mad? Okay, so we have Cisco. They report tonight. I think it's going to be a good quarter. Could turn around tech, frankly. Take two, uh, Strauss Seldon reported an unbelievably good quarter. The stock is holding up there. Then a new guy, uh, we've got this Patrick DeVigge. I, I happen to love the waste business. I want to find out whether people are now starting to recycle waste because there's so much copper, so much steel, so much aluminum, and people are picking through trash and making money. David, trash pickers have never made as much money as right now. Thank you, folks. All right, Jim, we'll see you at 6. Of course, Mad Money with Jim Cramer at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You've been listening to The Opening Bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. 
At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.